no idea when Deb starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who is when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. We'll get into this thing then. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the first line is, we're back today in full force. Welcome back, Dev. <laughs> That's the first thing I have written. Uh, it, ironic tragedy. Damn it. So for all of you listening, uh, uh, Dev is missing. Missing in action. <laughs> He's not an assignment that we know about, but he might have been kidnapped. Yeah, that that could have happened. After after he revealed all those secrets about the yeah. pyramid last week, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think the Egyptian government had some words with him. So <laughs> Early this morning, he was down to do this thing, and now we can't get in touch with him. He's not usually the type to do this, so yeah. if you know where he is, uh, just how much... Yeah, how much for the ransom? You know, we are we are worried, but also sleep comes for us all at some point. So. We will, we will give you all of our anchor money there <laughs> for Dev back. <laughs> there is definitely times that if we did not record at my apartment, I definitely would have overslept. So oh, like, for I sure, I would have missed this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I have the benefit of I can never really be late because I live here. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I just knock on your door. Yeah, it's like it's time to go. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. happened before. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll give you all the anchor money that we've uh, earned from our uh, from <laughs> our ads. anchor ad in the very beginning. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are liking that one. It's getting a little old. Yeah. Maybe I should re-record that. Ooh, thing. a new one, a fresh yeah, one. Refresh yeah, refresh it. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll okay. give you. A fresh anchor ad coming soon. <laughs> How exciting! <laughs> the thing that you probably skip through every single time. It's like Jesus, I can't hear this again. <laughs> it's so jolly too. Yeah, and I've been thinking, man. Read. I don't know, but maybe we should freshen up and shorten up the intro. Is it too long? Tell us I out would, there, people. Yeah, I'd like to re-record it anyway. I mean, Dev always was like, when you guys record it, you guys are peaking. Yeah, we're definitely peaking. And I always knew that was true. I just really didn't want to re-record it. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe because we it took us so and... many takes to get it right. Yeah. And I was just like, how many people are really going to notice? But it's yeah. like, I noticed more and more every time I listen to it. It's, it's Yeah, it's it might be time to freshen it up. Just <laughs> some new lyrics, too. You know, people yeah. hear the same thing every time. That's true. The so, history of film. film. <laughs> we'll find more things to get wrong, like Shaq and Kazam. <laughs> yeah. Well, Speaking of uh, the history of film, this is Film History, the history of film. I'm James White Scott. And I'm Drake Cummings. And somewhere in the world is Dev. <laughs> uh, and it really it double sucks that Dev's not here because the, the episode that I've prepared for y'all today is The Mummy, Brendan Fraser's 1999 The Egypt based movie the mummy because dev went to egypt and we were gonna do a whole thing yeah we're gonna be like dev how much this movie is accurate yeah He's gonna be like none of it yeah no <laughs> none of it yeah i actually did watch a youtube video after i watched the movie uh and they did sit down with an egyptologist who watched it and it was oh, like okay. i mean 
It's all bullshit, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I love this movie. Oh. I, I adore this movie. I have yes. fond, fond memories of this in my childhood. And uh, I have not seen this super recently, but I've seen this movie a thousand times. And it was like maybe a year ago that I watched yeah, it. Yeah. So it's pretty fresh for me too. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, this is just... The early 2000 action films yeah. were so fun. Oh, dude. Pure joy. This was 1999. Oh, yeah. whoa. Okay. This was, uh, this was before all oh, the 2000s. Wow. This was the, the tail in there of the good old 90s. <laughs> Closed it uh, out strong. Yeah, we weren't in the future yet. You know? <laughs> yeah. But no, man, this was 99. And yeah, dude, it is. I, uh, Shelby and I watched it. You know, just I, I had to get the refresher because I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it since... Maybe like pff, 2001, you know, oh, wow. something like that. Oh, I mean, wow. I haven't seen this movie in forever. Wow. And dude, it is one of the, it's a masterpiece. Nice. It's a masterpiece of a movie. <laughs> yeah, from top to bottom, didn't find one thing that I didn't like about this movie. Watching this back, it does make me slightly sad though, because it's like Brendan Fraser should have been Tom Cruise. Yeah, for like, sure. Like he should have been the action star yep. to define like the 2000s. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't. The dude Kyle let himself go, and it, it well, kind of hurts. We'll kind of get into it. I'm going <laughs> to okay. get into it. I'm going to tell you, because we're doing this Waterworld style, where okay. I'm going to tell you about the movie, and then I'm going to tell you about the star, and then, you know, we'll get in the hell that it was yeah. filming it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But yeah, man. Waterworld in the desert. Yes, exactly. Waterworld in the desert. Desert world. But also, man, Brendan Fraser, he's having his uh, Brennaissance. <laughs> As they say, yeah. they're calling it the Renaissance right now. <laughs> I remember the biggest, <laughs> the biggest news of the century. Like fuck Trump, uh, fuck you know uh, all the all the shit that you've seen in the news. You know all the wars, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Nothing hit as hard as when Brendan Fraser changed his IMDb photo like a year and a half ago. And everybody was like, he updated his IMDb. Like, he's back. <laughs> like, he's clearly just got some new management going or something, and the man is back. And it's true. He's back, dude. He's all over TV. It's just really? nothing that you and I watch. Oh, Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's all, all right. over the TV, though. Uh, I remember one of the big things that like I was watching that he came back for. He came back to voice this character in this Doom Patrol and this show on a D- this DC adaptation. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he's yeah. great in Doom Patrol, but he's literally just a voice. Like, right. he doesn't, you know, like, that, that character's a robot so yeah. so I, I i've i've adored hearing him in doom patrol but i haven't seen him i haven't looked at this man in, yeah. in, in years he's hey man look you know he's doing it he's what, out what, there what, what, what kind of shows is he in he's just like in let me see law and order yeah basically <laughs> okay yeah. well no actually no let me i'll show you they're they're a bit deeper than law and order i wouldn't say he's doing you know law and order style shit he's doing some stuff that's like I don't know how to put it. it. It doesn't come on in the middle of the day at a hospital. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. If I was in the hospital for an extended period of time and the only show I could get was Law & Order... Oh, my God. Pull the plug. Yes. Yeah. Just put one Pull the, the life support. <laughs> uh, he's filming Batgirl. Oh, um, cool. What's yeah. he doing in Batgirl? He is Garfield. He's Firefly in Batgirl. Oh, sick. Yeah. Cool. He did Doom Patrol. He was on uh, Professionals, which was a TV show. Somewhere about professionals. About professionals. Uh, he was in a TV series, Condor, uh, The Affair. Remember, that was a kind of a big one about people 
having affairs. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was an affair. Was that? Oh, was that? A, was that like an ABC Family show? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know, man. ABC Family gets some. They, they get pretty wild. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's like that's yeah. that's the naughty side of yeah, a, maybe ABC. You're right. Maybe you're right, man. But yeah, yeah, you know, he's out there doing some stuff. He's not quite like I said. You know, he's not on the midday TV. He's okay. He's on the he's, he's on the tubes. He's that 8 p.m. slot. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about today <laughs> when he was the biggest fucking movie star on the planet yeah dude yeah like yeah. uh by the way still to this day does not have a hollywood walk of fame star yeah i see i i, I that, that doesn't surprise me that I much mean, it, i mean it does but it doesn't was, you know in 1999 like, how old were you five okay gotcha. <laughs> i was five <laughs> that makes sense i was 11 okay so i was he was a hero to me okay you know, he was like the biggest star on the planet to me okay because he was in all the movies that i watched you know yeah he did, it was george of the jungle the live action <laughs> adaptation of george of the jungle and then the mummy just like back to back and it was like mm. this dude's huge you yeah know? but see the thing is like i feel like his um his red hot star burned off really quick. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of feel like they never give you the star in your prime. Yeah, so it's kind of just like He'll you have it. to you have to hold it for a little while. Yeah. But now that we're in the the, the Renaissance, the... Renaissance. Yeah. yeah well, After Batgirl, they're yeah. gonna give his ass. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. for sure. <laughs> but like I said, we're gonna go back to when he was the biggest movie star on the planet, 1999. A little bit of a when are we? When are, are we? we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's cement. It's cemented in there, man. It's going. 1999. What a year! Drake was five years old. I was 11 years old. We were wee little chillins, but uh, I definitely remember 1999. The late 90s. We're talking flannel shirts. Fucking Columbine was this year. The 1999. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Brad Pitt. Fight Club comes out. Ooh, that was also 99? Yes. Wow. Brad Pitt's engaged to Jennifer Aniston oh, in 1999. Wow. He pops the question. TRL is on MTV. Eminem is like, it rules the world. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Marshall Mathers. Yeah. Uh, Napster debuts Whoa. in 1999. Yes. Ch- bringing in what was called the second golden age for piracy. The second golden age. Yeah, the first one was the pirate times. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they think they 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 say that Napster was like the second pirate age. Interesting. Basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which I disagree with yeah. a little bit. There wasn't as much rape involved with Napster. I <laughs> yeah. hope you know there wasn't burning of cities. Right. Right. No one died over Napster. I don't think. Yeah. I don't you know? think anyone lost their livelihood <laughs> right. over Napster. You know. So right. People lost out some sorry. money. I'm but sorry. It was... I stole that Limp Biscuit CD. Is that as bad? Dad is like raping and pillaging. Yeah, you know? like yeah, taking my entire life's like life savings out from under a chest underneath my floorboards. That's like the beginning of the fucking uh, DVDs where they're like, "You wouldn't steal a car. Why would you steal a DVD?" And it's like, bro, that is your like that's that was the what lot. the <laughs> the conflagration here. Like, and also, if I could download a car, I a thousand yes, percent would. Absolutely, if I could get away with it as easily as stealing a fucking DVD, then. Absolutely. I don't think anybody would buy one ever again, you know. But, uh, and uh, people are partying in 1999. You're partying like it's 1999 because the big Y2K oh, is yeah. coming, man. The, the maybe end of the world. Dude, I was scared. I know. You were probably too young. Yeah, I didn't know it was happening. At 11 years old at school, everybody was like, so you know the world's ending, right? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, bro, the computers, gone. After, after New Year's. Like, 
at school, we literally thought that New Year's Eve was going to roll into midnight and the world was just going to shut down. Yeah, because computers <laughs> wouldn't know how to, they wouldn't know how to update. Yeah. yeah. Computers are so new at this point, like as far as like, you know, becoming like a household item, that's like, I, no one knows, understands stuff about computers. So like, I would buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's oh, like, for sure. Oh, you mean the, the magic light box? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know how to get to 2000? Sure. Yeah, Why wouldn't I believe that? Great. It's like, it makes really weird noises when I go on the internet. So <laughs> I don't know. It growls at me. But yeah, it makes sounds at me and shit. I mean, it might be confused <laughs> but it was called the millennium bug the y2k bug the y2k glitch uh however you wanted to say it refers to potential computer errors related to the formatting and storage of calendar data for dates in and after the year 2000 so yeah basically every computer was going to think it was 1900 mm. that's what they thought <laughs> and uh, it didn't happen by the way the apocalypse didn't happen yeah yeah we kind of just it was, like it was a pretty standard like computer update to yeah. just change the way they store data that was yeah. my first time in my life at at 11 young years old where i was like Man, I'm never gonna believe somebody again if they tell me if it's the apocalypse. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, I believed that shit. Yeah, it was like, and then you couldn't tell me that shit from then. I was going to church. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> Ain't no apocalypse coming. We thought it was gonna come yesterday, and here we are on New Year's Day at church for some reason. Where's anyway, your God? Where is your God now? I totally abandoned my religion after Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> just most most kids did man <laughs> the great the great the, the great, great abandoning rap, the great rapture it was figurative not literal <laughs> it's what the book has forespoken also going down in 1999 old bill clinton the president of the 90s uh he was knee deep in his impeachment oh okay yeah the the deed was done the blue dress was stained and uh bill they were trying to get his ass out of there but he was, I think he's, he still went until like 2001. Yeah, I was about to say, so like, was he impeached? Because he didn't he finish his term? I'm always so confused about that, you know. Well, I guess, oh, I guess we learned you can be impeached yeah. and also still finish your yeah, term. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works or why it works that way. I, I thought yeah. I thought you're fired means you're fired. Yeah. You know, well, the the 2000 election happened on schedule, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't expedited. But you're also way too young to remember this, but I remember this. Uh, Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel's son, jumped the Grand Canyon in 1999. Oh, whoa! Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Man. I didn't realize he had children. He did. He had a son, and his son actually did like stunts. Because I don't know if you know this, Evil Knievel kind of just did like. Uh, jackass, basically. Wait, really? Oh, every single stunt he did, he crashed. He oh. broke his entire body. I Kenny. had no idea. Oh, dude, go listen to Disgraceland does an episode about Evil oh, Knievel. amazing. And he okay. gets deep into... He was just a con man. He oh. was literally like... He would call casinos and be like... I hear you're doing an Evil Knievel show this weekend, and we're going to sue you because you didn't ask permission. But he never had the show scheduled. That's how he would like book shit. And for some reason, they would be like, oh, well, we'll okay it with your people. And then they would call another number, and it would just be him acting like his agent. <laughs> and they're like, what? we want to clear Evil Knievel doing a show this weekend at the fucking Bellagio or whatever. What? And, or not that. Yeah. It was one of those older ones. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's how he would get like gigs and shit. He, wow. like He like conned his way in to dirt bike crashing. Genius. <laughs> Wait, so he never jumped the Grand Canyon? No, no. Okay, and he Whoa. certainly would have died if he did. No <laughs> doubt about it. His skeleton would still be at the bottom of the canyon, like for sure. Did Evil Knievel die of natural causes or did he die of crashing? He just had like bad health. He was like a... 
hard drinking, hard smoking, <laughs> motorcycle jumping man, you know. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If your gimmick <laughs> is crashing, you've got to be wasted. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he literally would say that. He was like, I will be out after this bottle and uh, just have the motorcycle ready. <laughs> and I'm going to see how far we can make it. <laughs> God, I need that movie. Yeah, dude, for sure, for sure. And Johnny I, Knoxville needs to do it. Yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I need like a, a directed by like Adam McKay, like an Adam McKay <laughs> yes. style movie. It's coming. It's got to be because Johnny Knoxville basically like owns the rights to all of his shit now. Really? Yeah, he oh, did a whoa. big documentary about him. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. Wow. Definitely go watch the documentary. Direct too. inspiration. And then his son actually like did the things. His dad yeah, claimed his son to like do. actually jumped the Grand Canyon. Wow. On a motorcycle. Yep. On Whoa. a 500cc. <laughs> <laughs> the big songs of 1999 or Believe by Cher, No Scrubs by TLC, Angel of Mine by Monica, Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney Houston, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby One More Time, uh, Kiss Me. Uh, Sixpence, none the richer. Remember that song? No. Kiss me. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera and Every Morning by Sugar Ray. Dude. <laughs> it was a Sugar Ray summer in 1999, <laughs> baby. <Ray> summer, <laughs> it was a Sugar Ray summer, man. I, I listened to that fucking. I listened to that song every morning, literally. <laughs> like I, I had that thing burning a hole in my CD player, an eight track. I don't even know what the fuck. No, it was it was CD players. It was phones on the walls and CD players. That's yeah. what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> People had cell phones, but not really. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, it was were... it was for like Wall Street guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were still huge at the time, right? Yeah, they were like yeah. a big brick. Yeah. And uh, the the one my mom for a while had a car phone. Whoa. In the 90s, yeah. She had a big-ass Suburban with a car phone. It Whoa. was some baller shit, you Whoa. know. The Academy Awards in 1999, the 71st Academy Awards are held at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, and Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture that year. And, uh, dude, as far as movies go for 1999, Green Mile, Cruel Intentions, American Beauty, Blair Witch Project, any given Sunday was 1999. Boondock Saints, Fight Club, Deep Blue Sea, Runaway Bride, Office Space, Wild Wild West was also this year, the same year as The Mummy, Whoa. and Stuart Little. Like, we were in, like, a golden age. Dude, yeah, I love the Boondock Saints. Yes, absolutely, oh, man. so good. Yeah, so good. That was 99, and it Stuart makes sense. Stuart Little was great. Yeah, I, I wonder if that holds up. Like, I wonder if that's a watchable film Probably, now. I would imagine. It's um, probably pretty fun. I mean, and that was just the list of, like, the top movies. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you look, that year was just, like... I didn't realize Blair Witch was that old. Yeah. I, yep. If you if you had me guess when Blair Witch came out, I would have said, like, 2005. Yeah, no. Nope. That, wow. What a trailblazer yeah, for '99. No I wonder. Will, no wonder people believe that. I know. No, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do an episode on that. Cool. Like very probably. Uh, I had it for the Halloween lineup, mm -hmm. but I wanted to hit all the major ones. Right. Yeah. But this Halloween, it might happen, man. Cool. Because the making of that movie is incredible. Cool. But uh, and of course, in 1999, we got the Mummy. Yes. With hands down, one of the fucking like hottest cast in film history. <laughs> one of the hottest cast in film history, the history of film. There's no doubt about it. Like, it was no one on this movie was not like one of the hottest people on the planet. 
Like, it was mm-hmm. crazy, man. Watch this thing. And I was saying, you know, that is one thing that I miss. I love, like, the modern-day realism that we do, but I do think that there's a time and a place for just a bunch of hot people. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with just being a fun movie. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons I enjoyed Uncharted so much, because mm-hmm. Uncharted was just, it just felt like a throwback to, like, the mummy-style, like, definitely. just fun-ass action movies. We don't take anything too seriously. Definitely. This definitely uh, led to, I would say this led to Uncharted being made nowadays that that game probably took like two major direct influences which was indiana jones and the mummy exactly so i was probably just like i want to make indiana jones and the mummy into a video game <laughs> yes this is how i'm gonna do it yeah man <laughs> and this like revived a lot of stuff too like it revived like mummies even being a thing like oh you know mummies kind of went out of fashion in yeah. like the 50s you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah every mummy film from like 55 to this was like the old, uh, yeah, like slow moving <laughs> yeah, rags and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, exactly. But that's yeah, you got to reinvent that that horror villain, or else it's just like, what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? The slow ragman, exactly. Afraid of slow ragman. <laughs> and I got to put a rest in peace on this actor, man. So I was saying, everybody in this thing was hot, right? Mm-hmm. There's even like three, just like kind of dudes throughout the whole film who are these like. American archetypes. Like, one of them is this, like, cowboy guy who's, like, gunslinging, literally, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. twirling guns around, cowboy, <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Yeah. One of them is, like, and they're all hanging out. And one of them is, like, a glasses-wearing, like, smart guy, although he's, like, 230 pounds, like a linebacker, mm-hmm. you know, but he's, like, the smart, nerdy one. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is just, like, kind of like a like country guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting, man. But yeah. but the hot cowboy guy, man, he died. Oh, found out. I was literally damn. looking. I was like, this man is way too handsome to be playing the role that he's playing, and I got to <laughs> find out who this guy is. And he's dead, man. Ah. 2012, uh, Stephen Henderson is his name. 48 damn. years old. Was this like one of his like first roles or something? Yeah, yeah, and he 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 got a lot of work after this. They all did. Uh, like a lot of the supporting cast actually still works today. Yeah, like yeah. jump started their career. Yeah, yeah, kind of um, the same shit as Brandon Fraser. It's yeah. not quite Law and Order, right? But you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And I mean, this wasn't this movie, but this franchise basically is the reason The Rock is a major actor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, man, the third one. Yeah. I didn't he he didn't even have lines, right? I thought he was in the second one because right. the third one was the oh, it was about the it was about the Chinese mummy or that's something. Right, it was like right. it was it was Asian Samurai inspired mummies. Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. but so I think the Scorpion King was in the second one, but then he got his own spinoff movie after this, the Scorpion King. Gotcha. So, but uh, but yeah, I think it was the second one that. that Threw the Ro- Dwayne the Rock Johnson into the the eyes of movie going <laughs> audiences everywhere. He might have done something before that, but that's the first time I remember ever hearing about him. Yeah, hell yeah. So I'm not gonna get like really deep into the plot. For one, it's way more complex than I ever knew. Oh, like really? as a kid, I totally didn't understand what I was watching. I was oh, okay. just having fun. <laughs> Watching like the gooey mummy guy, you know. <laughs> I also I don't want to spoil too much for you because genuinely I want everybody to go give this one another watch. Cool, like for real. Like this one, if you haven't seen it in a hundred years, go see <laughs> it. You will you will be impressed at how much this thing holds up. But I will give you the narrator in the beginning, and he'll okay. like set it up. For Ooh, you. perfect. Okay, okay. gotcha. <laughs> Thebes, city of the living, crown jewel of Pharaoh Seti the first. Home of Imahotep, Pharaoh's high priest, keeper of the dead, birthplace of Ankh-Su-Namun, Pharaoh's mistress. 
No other man was allowed to touch her, but for their love, they were willing to risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> to resurrect Ankh Sunamun, oh, I'm butchering that name, Imhotep and his priests broke into her crypt and stole her body. They raced deep into the desert, taking Ankh Sunamun's corpse to Hamanatra, city of the dead, ancient burial site for the sons of pharaohs and resting place for the wealth of Egypt. For his love, Imhotep dared the god's anger by going deep into the city, where he took the Black Book of the Dead from its holy resting place. Ankh-Sunamun's soul had been sent to the dark underworld, her vital organs removed and placed in five sacred canopic jars. Ankh-Sunamun's soul had come back from the dead, but Pharaoh's bodyguards had followed Imhotep and stopped him before the ritual can be completed. Yeah. Already, that's way more See complicated than I remember. Yeah. What? <laughs> as a kid, as uh, like five and 11 years old, you we lost. Like, uh, I'm already lost. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving what I'm seeing on the big screen, on the the, the big pretty lights. Uh, you know, these words aren't, aren't doing it for me. <laughs> so if you remember, the Pharaoh's wife, or yeah, is like his mistress, uh, is having an affair with Imhotep. And it's the scene, I don't know if you remember it, but it was Patricia Velasquez was the actress. And her costume was just like a loincloth and some like jewelry and then just body paint. She was just naked. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I remember that was very exciting for me when I watched this in, in the theater. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think the amount of nudity you get away with at like a PG 13 rated yeah, movie yeah, yeah. was very exciting. For yeah. sure. They were having to, like, they like edited out her nipples <laughs> so they could keep the rating. Um, there was a scene with Rachel Weiss where she falls into some water with this white nightgown on, mm-hmm. and they had to CGI her whole naked body. Like they had to CGI like an actual nightgown because it was so see-through. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I just need the edited. Version, you know? but, <laughs> the uh, director's cut. Yeah, I need the director's. The cut. unrated director's cut. <laughs> this movie was PG thirteen, right? Yeah, this was PG thirteen, and this was definitely classic nineteen ninety nine PG thirteen. Like, yeah, they were the, pushing the boundaries. Yeah, the, and I feel like the rules have gotten stricter over time. For sure, which yeah. I hate that. Yeah, you know, it's whatever, man. Like, I, I learned young. Let him watch. Let him watch. <laughs> <laughs> so Imhotep gets busted. Uh, he he messed up some. Uh, some ink that he had, that the pharaoh had like covered this girl in, and that was the whole thing. He would like paint really like crazy stuff on her, okay. And he messed up some of the paint, so the pharaoh was like, "Who touched you? Ah. Like, I know you've been fucking around, bitch." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which uh, they actually did some crazy shit like that, by the way. Shelby was talking about this. Was uh, they would plug like beeswax into their mistress's vagina. And if that had been tampered with, that's probably like literally death. Whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you'd probably be like, I don't know. Doesn't it get tampered with when you walk? I mean, yeah, like, you I, know. But <laughs> I know the difference. <laughs> this ain't walking messed up. This is fucking messed up. I hope somebody just figured out how to like plop it out. And just like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just find more beeswax to replace it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, punishment. that sounds like it's an infection waiting to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, the the, the health code wasn't exactly yeah. there yet for sure. It's like you get the infection and they're like, that's the gods. <laughs> punishing you for your infidelity and it's like no you just you put a foreign material into a sensitive spot like it's, yeah. I'm gonna get an infection yeah man no it wasn't a great time to live in yeah. that is for sure I think about know? this a lot actually we uh, like as like you know 
lower class people in Los Angeles live a far more comfortable life Absolutely. than the pharaohs of Egypt. Absolutely. Yeah, very <laughs> there true. Was not enough money in the world back then could buy you air conditioning and Wi-Fi. Nope. Like yeah. those two things alone. Like yeah. I have heating and air. Like I it's, <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you can't you can't touch that. This is where Dev would tell us for sure that there are ways to ventilate the pharaohs yeah um, for sure but, but it's not as easy as so flipping much. a fucking yeah. switch on a box in my window there's only so much a fucking light breeze in the 100 <laughs> 120 degree day in cairo is gonna do for you, <laughs> yeah. You <know>? yeah. <laughs> your ass is in that big ass house sweat you can keep those leaf fans yeah like. yeah and, and those dudes will probably die by the end of the day they're yeah. just fanning you all day you know <laughs> Like, I, I have a PS5. Like that is more yeah. entertainment than any than any gladiator in Egypt yeah. could. They possibly. got so bored they had to just watch people kill each other. They were like, "I kill each other." I'm so bored. You two kill each other now. I need to see something. So yeah, so life sucked for everyone. Yeah, for sure. But it definitely sucked for Emhotep when they found out he was uh, messing around with the Pharaoh's lady. That he and his priests were condemned to be mummified alive. Not Imhotep. He was condemned to endure the Humdai, the worst of all ancient curses. One so horrible that it had never been bestowed. Whoa. He was to remain sealed inside his sarcophagus, the undead for all of eternity. So he was going to be like alive and awake in there Whoa. for eternity. Whoa. Yeah, and his boys were fucking mummified alive. That Whoa. scene... I can't believe we were watching this as a kid. Like, it's, it's pretty gruesome if I remember. Yeah. It was horrifying. Yeah. And I had to Google, of course, like, did this ever happen? Yeah. And people were like, it could have. Like, uh, it was one of those maybes. Yeah. Like, so they mummified people other than pharaohs. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was more of like a punishment. They mm -hmm. were a bunch of priests. Yeah. I Shit, man. That's where, see, yeah. Deb? <laughs> Deb? Deb. Well... Let's remember our questions, and maybe he can put them yeah, in post. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe I could get like a, 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 a retrospective dev report. Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I didn't do a lot of, you know, Egypt yeah, research. Yeah, I kind of figured that the we Egyptologist were, yeah. on our team would, would come through with that information, yeah. That's okay, we'll do it yeah. in post. He'll, he'll yeah. do it in post. So Perfect. that question will be in. But they could never allow him to be released, for he would arise a walking disease, a plague upon mankind, an unholy flesh eater with the strength of ages power over the sands and the glory of invincibility <laughs> what a punishment he comes back fucking superman yeah, yeah yeah like that's i know right it's like i would do this you know i mean it didn't go well for him but spoiler yeah. alert but you know still i mean just the time that he was here had to be a lot of fun yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. Like, i mean <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Superman. Super mummy. Super so, mummy. And for 3,000 years, we the Magi, the descendants of Pharaoh's sacred bodyguards, kept watch. Doomed to suffer unimaginable torture for all eternity, the traitorous high priest of Pharaoh Seti I, Imhotep, is buried alive. Nearly three millenniums later, in 1926, the intrepid American adventurer Rick O'Connell, the bookish, <laughs> sorry, bookish is such a funny word to me. Yeah. The bookish British Egyptologist Evelyn and her brother Jonathan unwisely embark on a dangerous treasure hunt in the lost city of Hamunaptra, only to inadvertently set free Imhotep, 
Now the slowly regenerating creature plans his revenge, hell-bent on unleashing ten devastating plagues upon Egypt. Did you remember the plagues? Uh, I think I remember parts of this, yeah, because there was the scarabs. Yes. There was like a, there was like a locust, right? Yeah. Um, there was a sandstorm. Yep. Uh, those are the only ones I remember. A ten is pushing. I would have said like five. They, but... they kind of cut it cut it short. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we don't have time for all They'll ten. They'll get to all ten. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. <laughs> but the ones that they do show are cool. Yeah. So does yeah. the CGI in this hold up? It does hold up, in cool. my opinion. Okay. Um, cool. I think it was really good, and... What was cool was it was still very much a time for practical effects, cool. and they were doing huge battle sequences that I forgot about. They were like World War One looking like yeah, battle sequences with that's just right. like shooting and bombs yeah. and oh yeah, man. it was a fucking Sick. adventure, dude. Sick. Um, I I remember like obviously this had to be CGI, but like the scarabs crawling under people's skins. Oh fucking freaked oh, yeah. me out as a kid yep. oh. if, yeah if you were a kid in the 90s watching this the scarabs were your worst nightmare <laughs> yeah. it was the scarabs from the mummy and fucking quicksand which is yes. also in the mummy but quicksand yeah. was a big thing at the time man. Yeah. I thought for sure we were all gonna die I right I thought it would be a lot bigger problem in my <laughs> yeah. life than it actually ended up being yeah. I don't know what started that it was just like either. cartoons like Scooby Doo and shit George they were always, the Jungle also had quicksand uh, falling yep. in all this quicksand just everybody's is falling? there a part of the world where that's very common I mean the it's it doesn't work that way. Is oh, the really? Thing. Like it would take if you fell asleep for like four days in quicksand, you might be like in trouble. But otherwise, it's kind of just easy to get out of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it it does things very slowly. <laughs> it wasn't like the fucking movies, man. You had like ten minutes. Yeah, you're like you're sinking. Yeah, and you yeah. can't get out on your can't own. You have your someone own. has to have a stick or yes, a rope. A stick or a rope. Yeah. <laughs> Do Rick, Evelyn, and Jonathan have what it takes? to thwart the ancient entity's evil plans can they stop the mummy <laughs> excellent yeah 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 I just that's what I'm gonna give you about the movie uh, again you have either seen this you know you definitely remember it but yeah. uh, man you don't go watch <laughs> it again go watch it again <laughs> There were times where I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. I'm like standing up. Like, Whoa! Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Pure joy of a movie. Huge action. Indiana Jones style adventures. Stupidly hot people. Ancient Egyptian traps and pyramids that I'd love to ask Dev about. Uh, are they exploring the Great Pyramids in this? No. Or? They're exploring Hamunaptra, okay. the city of the dead, which okay. no one believes exists. They think it's like a big myth, but it's because okay. you can only see it when the sun is at a certain position in the sky. Ah. <laughs> so people have just so happened to pass by it at the wrong time. Right, of you course. Know, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> what was I thinking? I should have stayed there for a few more hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but, uh, those fools. <laughs> <laughs> you fools. If you only had a watch. <laughs> But no, now it's it's uh, it's in the 20s now. We're in 1926. I'm going to tell you about the production of this thing. I'm going to tell you about how this thing came to be. Okay. Because it's got an interesting past. Uh, a lot of people knew this. I did not at the time. Um, but some people are surprised when they find out this movie is a remake of a movie from 1932. 
Okay, I think I have seen a 1932 one actually. Yeah. I didn't real. I didn't. It was also just called the Mummy, right? It was the Mummy. And yeah, it was Boris Karloff. I, I didn't figure that was so much of a remake as it's like, well, what else were you gonna call it? Yeah, like for I sure. kind of just figures one of those things where it's like the same name and <laughs> no. the same concept. Remake, man. Like, wow. All, like pretty close, actually. Really? Yeah. Like Imhotep, the whole thing. Okay, the original, that original one's a lot slower, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's I like mean, for sure it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't have clearly because I didn't because I've seen both and I did not pick up that they would be a remake. So like <laughs> that's how it, it, I guess the plot points are probably similar, but yeah. how they get there is different. There was no Brendan Fraser ripping off his shirt, you know, uh, <laughs> which I mean, why, why watch even, it? Why, <laughs> why watch bother? It? Yeah. <laughs> no, man, that was in the CAG days, bro. That was Universal. Creating the Universal monsters, you yeah. Know? Uh, Boris Karloff had just done Frankenstein the year before, mm-hmm. which the the monster of Frankenstein, but he was called Frankenstein. It was a whole mm-hmm. thing, but uh, yeah. And the Mummy was one of them, and this is the cocaine fueled eighties came along, <laughs> and some jacked up super producers at Universal, James Jacks and Sean Daniel. I shit you not, their name is Jacks Daniel. <laughs> These dudes are so close to just being like whiskey you know <laughs> and i imagine they drank quite a lot of it so <laughs> jacks daniel are these <laughs> producing partners at universal and they wanted they had they came up with this idea to update the original 1932 mummy film uh for the modern era you know and universal kind of said go ahead but the budget has to be like 10 million bucks like we don't want to they were like do it but like this has to be like a low budget Universal thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not gonna throw a bunch of money at the fucking mummy. Yeah, you know? at the Ragman. Yeah, at the Ragman. Like <laughs> no one cares anymore. That hasn't been a thing since the fifties, you know. Yeah. But um, so yeah, they wanted this like low budget mummy franchise, and old Jacks Daniel went and attached George A. Romero actually <laughs> to direct this thing, the Night of the Living Dead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, Screenwriter Abby Bernstein, who was like this 80s universal writer, she was a big writer at the time, they wanted her to punch up like a treatment for it, and Universal basically said, we want another Terminator. Like, Terminator had just come out, Mm. and they wanted, if they're going to do a mummy thing, they want the mummy to be like the fucking Terminator. Like, unstoppable, bullets don't hurt him, you know, like, we're looking... For some reason in the 80s, they were like, we want more people that could hurt us really bad, but we can't do much to them. <laughs> give me know? more, yeah, give me Terminator in the desert. <laughs> yeah, Terminator in the desert, exactly. Okay. Set in the 20s. Yeah. Well, at the time it wasn't. It was going to be like a modern thing. That's the thing. It it went around a lot. Like, mm-hmm. somewhere along the writing process, George Romero got busy with whatever, another mm-hmm. zombie movie probably. Yeah. And uh, it got passed to Clive Barker at one point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Clive Barker's The Mummy. With his writer, uh, Mick Garris, who was this big, like, Stephen... He adapts all of Stephen King's stuff oh, at the I time see. and stuff. Okay. And they did this, like, fucking dark script of The Mummy. It was going to be, like, way weird and dark and kind sexual. Like, kind of like a horror movie? It was going to be like a real horror movie. Okay. But it was going to be, like, kind of like a... Uh, like an alien feel, I would imagine. Okay. Just this kind of like eerie, yeah. like Stanley Kubrick type. Okay, thing, you know, or or Clive Barker, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Interesting. But uh, yeah, to the point where Universal was like, "Nah, never mind." Like, forget this whole thing. Forget this whole thing. This was a bad <laughs> idea. 
<laughs> like I'm I'm creeped out now, you know. So, <laughs> they're all just like my cocaine is not mixing with your script, you know, for sure. I'm more on like a Terminator vibe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wrote some like esoteric. You gave fucking... me you gave me an art house sex <laughs> sex movie. I don't what <laughs> a porn where the mummy fucks people is just not what we're looking for here at Universal, you know. So. It kind of goes into the, the the being passed around the studio mode, you know. It's one of those things that just got passed around for years. A lot of big directors and writers were always, like, pitching their version of it uh, at one point. <laughs> and it was always this thing where Universal was like, we want it low budget. Mm-hmm. And all these people were like, no, but I can do this thing with it. And they yeah. were like, we're giving you $10 bucks. <laughs> that is the offer, yeah. you know. And they just wouldn't go any any higher than that, yeah. you know. And uh, at one point, <laughs> they were Daniel Day Lewis was going to play the mummy. <laughs> at one point, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he became too expensive. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I- I'm surprised he was interested. I, I I know, I know. He was doing some stuff in the '90s that were very unlike D Day. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how would he even get into character for that? Like, <laughs> he would spend a year wrapped in bandages. He would get mummified in... alive. Yeah, yeah. He would just actually get mummified <laughs> and like put a curse on himself. Yeah, he's just wandering. The desert yeah. alone at night. Yeah. He would still be a mummy to this day, yeah, just yeah. a cursed mummy, <laughs> like trying to catch roles as a mummy now, you know. But it's, it's uh, a niche market, but <laughs> all the while, all while this thing is being passed around, there's this up and coming writer uh, who's been also floating around the Universal system. He's been around the lot, basically. His name is Stephen Summers. It might be Stephen Summers, but it's S T E P H E N. So it's either Stephen or Stephen. But uh, he's kind of like, he's up and coming, but he's not really big yet, so nobody's okay. really listening to him. Okay. But he keeps saying, like, I've got this 18-page treatment for The Mummy, and it I've put together, like, a pitch deck for it, and I swear to you, it's like what you want type mm-hmm. of shit. But they just kind of, like I said, they were looking at Clive Barker. Yeah. You know, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They weren't looking at, like, this guy waving his hand on the mm-hmm. lot, you know? Mm-hmm. But some changes happened at Universal. In 1996... They were bought by Seagram, the alcohol company. What? <laughs> yeah. Seagram owns Universal? They did it. To they, this day? Maybe. It's, it might still be to this what? day, as Deontay Wilder would say. Yeah, man. What? Seagram, the company that... Why did they have your... the money? <laughs> Seagram's not the most popular brand in the world. They became like a like a conglomerate. They became Whoa, like... Seagram shit. became like a fucking... Uh, what do you call it? Monsanto. Oh, my Seagram God. Seagram's like a Monsanto. Oh, like my God. Alcohol. So, yeah, like... Gin and vodka bought Universal in 1996. The concept of alcohol <laughs> bought Universal. Yeah, Universal at this time is in like dire straits. They had just released Babe, Pig in the City, and they <laughs> dumped all sorts of fucking money into this fucking sequel to the Pig movie. What? And surprise, surprise, it didn't really make its money back. So, Insane. And uh, to the point where people were getting fired. Like, mm. after Babe, Pig in the City... Like yeah, new management came in. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so, what? Why? Why did the alcohol company want to own a movie studio? I don't. There, a lot of places, a lot of corporations do that, man. I mean, like, like, I, like I was talking about. I can't wait to get into the television history thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all those TV companies were owned by fucking General Electric and did, you know GMC. I wonder, did um, did the amount of Seagram product product placement 
like skyrocket in all oh, these movies? Sure. Do you think it was like a mandate? It's like there has to be some Seagram vodka in every, in every movie we put out. Oh, I should have been looking for that. I'm sure there was. <laughs> well, I'm when, sure when, there was. When I watch through it, I'll let you know how yeah. much Seagram vodka <laughs> <Yeah>. I find. <laughs> I bet it did, though. I bet it had a lot to do with this, yeah, man. It's like, they're like, well, we could, we could market it. We wouldn't have to pay for product placement. We could yeah. like market through these movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. But they hire this like badass lady, Stacy Snyder. She's like one of the new chairman of the board. And uh, any relation to Zach? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't. I I don't think so. But okay. don't quote me on that. But Stacy Snyder had this idea of like, all right, look, we need to like go back to like what made Universal Universal, and we need to bring back some of these 1930s scripts, the Monster series. Cool. You know, let's bring yeah. back Frankenstein. Let's bring yeah. back. Get back to our roots. Let's get back to our roots, man. <laughs> and she just like did a big fucking line of blow off her, like, thirty million dollar desk, probably. It's like fucking go make it. You know? No more pig movies. <laughs> no more pig movies. God damn it. She's like throwing the fucking poster of Babe Pig in the City against the wall, like smashing the frame that it's in. She's like, never let me fucking see that fucking shit again. <laughs> Shooting at it. She's got like a big revolver, just like killing a pig in her office <laughs> like I'll, I'll kill every pig i pass <laughs> slaughtering pigs just like slitting their throats <laughs> having ritual sacrifices <laughs> so yeah they have this big meeting she's like go get me the 30s movies and uh they literally they sent out she sent out like a catalog of like 5000 of universal's properties that we could be doing mm-hmm. you know and this is like what i want like the slate for universal and uh, old Jackson Daniel get one of them, and the Mummy, you know, is clearly like one of the top ones that we want to make. And they remember the small time writer guy Stephen Summers. I say he was small time. He was in no, f- he was yeah. a huge fucking writer. Yeah, in, in relative terms. In relative yeah. terms. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy who was a writer like, at Universal, like a staff writer. Yeah. 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 So like. But uh, they remembered his mummy treatment and gave him a shout. And he came in to pitch it to Snyder herself. <laughs> She's like still throwing shit. She, he came in to pitch it. And literally it was like one of those just pitch meetings where he walks out with the mummy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She wanted to fucking do it right here, right now. Um, and she, he said he, he basically said he did not want to remake the original film. Instead of making another straight horror movie, he wanted to turn it into a romantic adventure with horror elements. Conscious of how the shambling, bam, bandaged mummy of the old films had become something of a punchline, he wanted a faster, meaner, scarier monster. So he incorporated his own research in the services of a UCLA archaeology professor to make the ancient Egyptian language accurate. So he was really like putting cool. it on, you know. Okay. He really wanted to make a good mummy movie, yeah. like bring this genre into mm-hmm. a new direction, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, she said his treatment was unique. It took place in the twenties, and Universal liked the treatment so much that they approved the concept and they increased the budget to eighty million dollars. Wow! In that meeting, yeah. He walked out with an $80 million film. That's crazy. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. After so many people were told your cap is 10. Dude, <laughs> yeah. one meeting. Get some, get some 70 more. He's just like, see? <laughs> but it, it happened as it should. Yeah. Because maybe they would have picked him up, and maybe he would have done the $10 million version, and we would have never yeah. had this. You yeah. Know? And so it just happened the way it was supposed to happen, man. Good old Seagram. Good old Seagram. <laughs> Thanks, whiskey <laughs> and gin. 
But oh god, their whiskey is so. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't aware they made whiskey. Yeah, they. I, th- did. I thought they were exclusively vodka and, yeah. and gin. No, they make a lot of stuff now. Oh, god. When you run that 1997 80 million dollars through the old inflation calculator, that's 140 million dollars in today's. Oh wow. Money. Okay. So a sizable budget. That yeah. Was, it was definitely, especially 1999, 80 million bucks. That was the big lead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That's a big movie. And uh, old Jackson Daniel, Jackson Daniel, who worked for Seagram, uh, the whiskey guys who worked for the gin guys, got to work casting for this motherfucker, and man, they hit it out of the park. Uh, Stephen Summer had named our heroine in the script, if you remember, he went to an Egyptologist and like spoke to him all about you know mm-hmm. Egyptian history. He named her Evelyn Carnarvon in tribute to the real lady who was the daughter of Egyptologist Lord Carnarvon. Carnarvon? Dev, correct me on that. She and her dad were both present at the opening of the tomb of Tutankhamun in 1922. So this guy was like this big Egyptologist, and he and his daughter were both all into it. Cool. And so the and so Stephen Summers named Rachel Weiss's character after her in real cool. It was like a nod cool. to her. He actually wanted it to actually be her. But I think Universal was like, eh, let's not do that. Not do that. Yeah. You're a real person. Yeah. Because then it's like, we might be sued if we get the likeness wrong or something. Yeah. But uh, they hired Rachel Weiss for that role. They were also, they are looking for their mummy. You know, they need their Imhotep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 1932 version, this was Boris Karloff, you know. So I think they were trying to get away from that. Definitely not just like a... Frankenstein, basically. So Imhotep, in real life, it, and I've talked about this a little bit, and damn it, Deb, uh, in real life, the name Imhotep belonged to an architect who developed the first pyramids in ancient Egypt, uh, most notably the pyramid of Pharaoh Dejoser at Saqqara around 2600 BC. So he actually was a real person, not... Not who they just named this character after him. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind I see. of same thing. Same yeah. thing with Evelyn. They did Emotep the same way. Mm-hmm. And Seti the first, he was also a real pharaoh, but they said he ruled like thirteen hundred years after the real Emotep. So that's some Egypt's so yeah. old, man. Yeah. Like that's so crazy to think about. You know, it's kind of the way a lot of media portrays dinosaurs. Yeah. Where they're just like we're throwing in. You know, velociraptors with yeah. pterodactyls or whatever, and then people are like, "Actually, they live four million years <laughs> yeah, apart. Exactly. They wouldn't have actually been in the same thing together." Yeah, millions of years. Yeah, but yeah. so it's like that kind of on a smaller scale in the grand scheme of yeah. the history of the world. No one's going to question this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except for Egyptologists. Yeah. But whatever. Oh man, it's kind of like this. Also, blew my mind. The fall of Rome. I always thought it was like. A five-year period. Oh, it took yeah. hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people talk about the fall of Rome. It's yeah. like, it wasn't just like there was a mass riot one night, and then, like, it all collapsed, <laughs> right. like, two oh, emperors. Like, it was, like, hundreds of years. Like, because right. I always thought, like, Nero and, like, you know, the mad the, the run of, like, mad rulers they had for a while yeah. was, like, the fall of Egypt. The fall of Egypt didn't technically start to like 500 years after they were kings. So it's like, oh my God, like this whole concept of like, you know, Rome wasn't built a day. Rome didn't fall in a day either. That's wild. I had no idea how, I had no idea how long the the Roman run was either. It was also like thousands of years. It's because we learned this shit in public school. They're like, we don't have time. And it's like a (laughs) chapter in the book. And we we talk about it for a week tops. Yeah, we talked about it for a week and (laughs) they would mention the date like once or twice. Yeah. And you know. 
They were mm-hmm. never like, by the way, this was thousands of years after this thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, you still don't really think about it too hard, it. yeah. <laughs> Go home. You know. So Egypt took a while, too. <laughs> Egypt took a while. <laughs> Back to the cag. Old Jax of Jax Daniel, if you remember, he had produced a movie called Hard Target with a South African actor, Arnold Vosloo. Yeah. And Arnold Vosloo was in this thing. He was the actor who would play mm-hmm. the mummy. Uh, but he sent him the script... He agreed to take on the role of Imhotep. He said, "If I could, ab- if I could do it absolutely straight from Imhotep's point of view, mm-hmm. this is a skewed version of Romeo and Juliet." Mm. He was Imhotep after one audition, and he lost twenty pounds to fit in with the fucking sex pot of a cast that they were, <laughs> that they were forming here. They're cool. basically just putting together like. You know, the best of us yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point. <laughs> the Avengers of hot people. I, I can't stress enough how hot everybody in this movie is. You, you will be horny. But uh, <laughs> now all that's left is Rick O'Connell, man, our dashing hero, the strapping hero of our tale. And they were looking for like an Errol Flynn type. They wanted like swashbuckler energy, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, definitely Jack Sparrow would would be this type of, you know, I, I see, imagine yeah. a lot of like, yeah, yeah, you're dashing, mm-hmm. kind of smarmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Schwarmer. Sh- Schwarmy. Schwarmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Swashbuckler. Yeah, it, the, the, you're a uh, your charismatic lead. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, they looked at, dude, they looked at Tom Cruise, who actually, he went on to do the reboot later <laughs> yeah. on, but not this time around. Uh, they talked to Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon. Oh, wow. Ben Affleck. Like, all, like the, all 90s, the leading men. Yes. Yeah, all the 90s leading men. All the floppy-haired boys. <laughs> all the floppy Like, they talked to every floppy-haired boy for this thing <laughs> <laughs> in town. And everybody just kind of either had, like, scheduling or they didn't want to do a mummy movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Brad Pitt had just done Fight Club. I'm sure yeah. he was just chilling. Yeah. Know? Leonardo DiCaprio really wanted this, by the way. Oh. Uh, he was contracted to do fucking The Beach, so he couldn't do The Mummy. Oh. Yeah, and he, he even asked them if they could push the beach so he could do the mummy. And they were like, no, bud, you got to do the beach. What's the beach? It's like I've his never even worst he- movie. I've never even heard of this he, movie. He was not Rick in The Mummy because he went to go do like the worst movie he's ever done. I've never even heard of this it's one. so bad, man. It was 1999, like... Uh, peak cheese, basically. I think it came out in Whoa. Like, 2000, actually. But uh, oh my god! Yeah, because that was the other part. He he had to turn down the role to do the beach, and then they wound up pushing it so far back that he could have fucking done the mummy. Oh my yeah, god! This was so close to being a Leonardo DiCaprio film. Damn. Yeah. I man. wonder in hindsight if he's happy he didn't because yeah. because of some stuff I know about what happened to Brendan Fraser. During yeah, that's this. very true. Very true. Yeah, and also you know it was Brendan Fraser's role, man. I couldn't really yeah. see. Honestly, I couldn't see anybody else. Yeah. This thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of perfect for it's him. one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like Leo, you had a pretty good career, so you <laughs> yeah. know don't miss out on the mummy too much. Yeah. You know? Uh, don't have too much FOMO when it comes to the mummy. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, one of the big reasons Brendan Fraser did get cast in this thing. Uh, so basically, it was one of these like Hollywood total fucking '90s Hollywood moments where Jax and Daniel are like somewhere in Hollywood and they see the George of the Jungle billboard with Brendan Fraser. And you know, again, just Brendan Fraser. Just he fuck. He was like. 
Thor, you know, yeah. in shape like that type. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And they basically go and see this movie, George of the Jungle, to see what this guy's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like Jacks like went with his wife to go see like mm-hmm. what this thing was all about. And was just kind of like, that's our guy. Like, cool. that's the guy. Like, cool. he's Rick, you know? Yeah. And they called him up, and he would do it for two million bucks, which so crazy because at the time they were like, we we're getting him, we we're getting this really cheap actor, yeah. but it was two million dollars. Yeah. I mean, probably cheaper than any other guys they were looking at. Absolutely. You know, like, cause they probably had in mind, they're like, okay, we'll give the lead for this movie seven million. Absolutely. And it was then, an $80 million budget. Yeah. For sure. And then they found a two million. That's, think of the discount. Yeah. They're getting a discount here. <laughs> and he's the George of the Jungle guy. And George yeah. of the Jungle was fucking like breaking the box. Really? Oh, oh, shit. That that movie went gangbusters. Oh, okay. Dude. Okay. It, it was. He had a shirt off. That was all anybody needed. He, was, he ran around in a loincloth like Tarzan. You know, like uh, oh, the, the theaters were flooded at the end of the night. That's so know? funny. It's 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 really fun because like a lot of time we, we we focus a lot on like you know the sexualization of a lot of like um, you know leading women and yeah. stuff to sell tickets, which absolutely happens. But you also sexualize men to sell absolutely. tickets too. Like For it's, sure, man. <laughs> Our cartoon. You know, you know. I remember going to see that. It was a cartoon that I watched every day, and I was like, well, now I'm horny as a kid. Like, what the hell's going on. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. It was Leslie Mann mm-hmm. and Brendan Fraser yeah. in a loincloth, you yeah, know. It's... And yeah, man, you needed a rowboat to get out of the movie theater. Right? <laughs> you know, it was just jizz, is what I'm saying. It was oh, everyone's man. jizz, men, women. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh that's all I'm gonna give you for part one. Okay. Because we're gonna do the part two here next time. And part two, I'm gonna tell you about how Brendan Fraser came to be. Okay. How this man <laughs> manifested where where he originated from. yeah where he originated from i'm going to tell you about his life like i said if you listen to the water world episode i'm trying to make this a lot like that mm-hmm. you know uh, and then we're getting into some uh some cool facts about yes about the filming of this yeah because the production of this thing uh was another nightmare it was, <laughs> it was people uh, almost died oh my god yeah a lot of people almost died making this movie. <laughs> 1999 they were kind of using some regulations that uh i thought weren't you know weren't in the code by this point ah i, I mean i they were they were breaking some rules yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay i see but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, eight yeah. million dollars only goes so far yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to tell you, that'll be what uh, part two is all about. Cool. So come back and check that out, and we'll talk about Brendan Fraser. We'll talk more about The Mummy, and uh, we'll talk about The Renaissance. The Renaissance. The Renaissance, dude. For sure. Well, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I guess, Dev. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, But in the meantime, you can uh, find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, on YouTube at Drake Cummings, uh, my Raging 20s, uh, speaking of 1920s, I have a merch store, mer- merchandise line uh, inspired by uh, the uh, the stylings of the 1920s mixing of the 2020s. You can find that at Raging20sMerch.com. And um, uh, you can find, if you find Dev, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll pay the ransom. We, got, <laughs> we have a little bit of ad money in our anchor account now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find Dev wherever in the world he is and at Sailor Dev all over his socials and uh, Abracadabra Films as well. You can find us at Film History, the History of Film, uh, or FHHF Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Jimmy Deloy, James Wyatt Scott, <laughs> all that good shit. And uh, you can find me fucking having a rage in my office and throwing all this fucking babe pig in the shitty bullshit. 
pig in the shitty. Babe, pig in the shitty. Really? Another pig movie? And that was film history. <laughs> the, the history of film. Like what? He's in the city now? That's the big fucking thing? He's a pig in the you, you city. You never expect a pig to be in the oh city. Oh my god, look. He's going through the streets of a city now. What defined the expectations? I can't figure out why nobody's fucking seeing this movie. So what about... Uh, the, I had a script for the third one. Uh, a pig in the space. Oh my god. It's a pig in space. <laughs> do, you want, do you want the pig in the space movie? You never saw pigs in space before this. <laughs> fucking pig in the city. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about!